to save six figures with Gina Knox, the podcast where I coach you on how to save $100,000 by optimizing your cash flow. Hello, savers, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me. We just had such a fun time in the green room talking about what we're going to talk about on this episode, and it's going to be so, so good. So today I have one of the Six Figure Saver clients, Lisa Francisco here. Lisa, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do, who you are. Sure. Hi, everybody. So my name is Lisa Francisco. I am a self-love empowerment coach, and I work with women just to help them heal their inner child wounds, unlearn their false selves, and liberate their truths so they can create a cosmic home for themselves and others. Feel like I just have that nailed down. <laughs> oh my gosh, such important work though. Honestly, how did you get into this line of work? Um, I've always been a very spiritual person and it just kind of naturally just came into my life. And so I was working with a lot of different mentors, teachers through my own experiences. And because of that and the way I was living, a lot of people just gravitated towards me of wanting to work with me, but I was just passing off lessons that I learned from like spiritual teachers and, you know, mentors that I've worked with and coaches. And then I actually did not get serious about it until one of my colleagues, she said she was doing life coaching certification. And I thought, oh, I should probably look at what, what is that? And so I got certified and then I realized that all of the frameworks that I was learning was actually something I was doing inherently with some of my friends. And I thought, well, why don't I actually make this something? Um, and so I didn't start getting serious about it and launching my business publicly until June, 2022. So I'm still a baby in all of this. Um, but it's just super exciting because I feel like this path just aligns so well with what I do naturally. And I, and I honestly truly feel like it's actually my calling in life. So super excited. I love that. I think, um, I think what I do is also my calling and I always think it's so cheesy. I'm like, this is such a cheesy ball thing to say, but it truly feels like my life's work. And it's so fulfilling to feel like you're doing something that you're meant to be doing. Oh my gosh. And I can honestly see that with you just because of (laughs) how you are, how you coach, how passionate you are and just your energy that you bring. And There's just something about it when you really are doing the thing that lights you up. Because for me personally, I feel like my soul is at its true highest expression when I do it. I love coaching people. I love talking to them. I love learning about their blocks. How can we, you know, manage through it um, and just be a mirror for them to, to really return to their true self. So that is just such a passion of mine. So amazing. Okay. So you're a life coach for lack of all of the other words <laughs> <laughs> to simplify it, your life coach, you joined six figure saver, uh, a little less than a year ago, maybe last summer. When did you join? I got April, April 15, just because I got an email. <laughs> oh, there you go. Actually. Wow. I can't believe almost a year has passed. That's crazy. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. Nuts. So tell us why you joined six figure saver. Okay. So I knew that eventually I wanted this to be my life path. I wanted to save six figures and I found you through, are we going to give that backstory? (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) 
So Gina and I worked at the same company and my web designer also works at this company. And I asked her, oh, you know, as we were talking, do you know anybody that helps with, you know, coaching for entrepreneurs? And she said, you know, Gina actually left uh, the company to go be a full-time coach. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is, this is kismet. So I, I don't, I, I stalked you on Instagram and <laughs> I got on a discovery call. I totally just, um, you know, binged all of your content. And for me being a new entrepreneur, not really knowing what it actually takes, how to manage money, how to manage your own money. Like it's different when you're actually the person feeding yourself and having to manage that and learn like two different accounts, business and personal. So I just didn't have that in like education or knowledge. And so that is the reason I wanted to join Six Figure Saver. Amazing. Well, we were looking in our, in my back, in my database. Um, and for 2023, you are the fourth highest saver of this year so far. Now, this is when we're recording this. We're recording this in March. I still think you're still going to be one of the highest savers of the year, but that is insane. What do you like? What's your response to that? First of all, I was surprised. I honestly did not think that I would be able to hit the amount that I can. We talk about the amount I want to. Hell share yeah. It. Yeah. How much have you you've saved since you've been in the program? So across 2022 and 2023. $88,481.22. What? It's insane. <laughs> like when I hear that, I just think, who are you talking about, Gina? That, are you sure that's my, are you sure that's my bro? I am positive. You're the one that submitted the savings wins, not me. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so funny, but it's just so interesting because I honestly didn't think I could. And it's just some magical thing that you do where you teach us exactly how when you follow it, you know, in your program. But then to me, it's almost like magic because the money appears, but I have it, but I just didn't think I have it because I think it was the mindset of the constraints of not, I mean, I guess technically not knowing how to manage that money to create, to know that I could create enough savings for that. And so that was just being able to shift my perspective and look at the money that I currently have in a different way was able to help me save that much. It's so funny. Nobody believes me. I mean, nobody honestly, believes me. I still kind of don't. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, even though I know, cause I get the notifications of how much I have. I'm like, no, Gina, or are we in some like, I don't know, multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like I tell people, I really try to tell people it's not as hard as you think. It's not as complicated. It's not as involved. Nobody believes me. And then my clients who achieve it still don't believe me. And I'm just cursed with clients <laughs> <laughs> who refuse to acknowledge the actual literal numbers. I think it's hilarious. <gasps> Oh, oh my gosh. But yeah. Okay. Well, since we're, you know, talking on this podcast, what do you think has like been like made, let's say the top, well, actually let me phrase it this way. Mm -hmm. What has been the top tool or strategy that has helped you save that 88,000 and what has been the top like mindset shift or reframe that has helped you save that? Oh my goodness. The lump sum savings the lump sum savings, knowing how much to save. Um, I, I mean, me personally, I had a goal. I knew that I wanted to do this full time. So my goal was creating a quit your job fund. And 
that goal seemed very impossible. Um, but for me, once, once I started like making more money from my coaching, once I was able to look at the income I was making from my current job, I was able to manage it in a way of like using that tool, of like lump sum savings. How much percentage of that can I put in? Uh, because for me, I would, I mean, the money was like, oh, you know, do other things with it. I didn't think that I could save it. It just wasn't a priority. Um, so that helped me so much. So anytime I get a paycheck, either from my current job or from my coaching business, I have the reserves. So I do have that, which is awesome. And then the mindset shift. So we had that money mindset challenge. Oh my God, it's, it's amazing. It's like, you should just join Six Figure Savior for that alone. And that's like, if you walk away with that one tool, it's just, it's life-changing. Um, and so for me, I remember it was during Christmas and I, I was thinking like, okay, so how am I going to make X amount of dollars for this month? And so you really, I got to really understand what were the mindset blocks that I had that prevented me from thinking I can make the money that I wanted to. And so it was certain things like fear of being seen fear of, or like not feeling confident that my sales skills were good, not feeling confident that I could actually make the money that I wanted to. And so really diving deeper and looking at the thoughts of like, okay, so if you had different thoughts of how you could actually make that money, what would your actions, you know, look like instead? And so realizing all of the limiting beliefs I had and learning to change that really helped me make the money that I wanted to. So it's huge. That was such a good challenge. I can't wait to do it again. Um, and for those who are listening, who don't know what we're talking about, we did the money-making mindset challenge last December, and I stole a concept. I think it was from Stacey Bayman called the belief plan, where we talked about what is the next income level that you want to hit. And, and then we asked all of our savers to ask themselves a question every day. If you believed you could make that much money, then what would you do today? So you create your to-do list from a place of belief in the goal, even if you're not there yet. And then you go do those actions. And it's kind of a way to like hotwire your brain <laughs> into doing the things that will actually help you hit your goal. And it's amazing how fast it can work. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's huge. Just, it's huge. So tell us a little bit more about like your experience in that challenge and then what happened after. Yeah. So once I was able to realize that it was just all my beliefs and it wasn't the season, right? Because that's the default. Oh, it's the holiday seasons. No one is going to buy. I don't, I'm not buying, or I'm not selling a product, like uh, something people can give as a gift. I mean, they could, I mean, who want, I mean, people right. sell like, even that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's, there's my block. There's my, because yeah, no, that isn't true. Cause one of my girlfriends bought it as a gift to herself, my coaching. So there, <laughs> I think I need to do uh, another uh, exercise of that. But um, so that was one of the things that I had was like, okay, no one's going to buy da, 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 da. And then I realized that once, once I really looked at what was going on, that it wasn't about the money, that it was the belief behind the money. That's when things started to change. And I just had that confidence of like, okay, what if it's not the holidays? How would you sell? How would you sell honestly? And so I just sold as if it wasn't the holidays. And I was able to get a couple of clients. I was like, wow, this is great. Um, so there's just something about the money mindset that I didn't think walking into this program would help as much as the tools and the strategies that you share with us. 
Yeah. It's amazing how like money mindset really seeps into all aspects of our life, especially business owners selling like our thoughts about our money, our fears about our money or lack thereof, our thoughts about our monthly recurring revenue or our sales or lack thereof can so often have such a profound impact on the actions that we take every single day that it bears examination. Like, and that's what we do inside Six Figure Saver. We do talk about the strategies and the savings and the spreadsheets and the things, but we also spend so much time just examining what are your thoughts about your money and how are those thoughts impacting your life? Which is why, like, I think I'm a life coach because I'm like, money is is just a window into all these different aspects of our lives. You are, you are. And it was funny because I was actually talking to my therapist about it the other day about how she told me, she was like, money is just a metaphor for your moral philosophies. Ooh, that's really good. Because I mean, I, cause sometimes I'm actually getting sales calls where people are, are saying like, oh, you know, I'm not sure it's too much. So it's like money is the thing people say, but then is it really about the money? Do you think you deserve the coaching? Are you afraid of the transformation? And so it's like when someone, like for me, for example, when I came into Six Figure Savior, like it was just, oh, well, I don't have, I don't know, like people, or I thought that I couldn't save enough because I didn't believe in my skill to actually be a coach. That was the thing behind it. And so that's what I love about, even though you teach us to have this relationship with, I mean, it's all energy, right? The relationship to money. Um, but am I worthy of receiving the money? Am I worthy of saying like, I'm confident that I can help you with this transformation and this is how I can do it and walk you through it. And so that is just more of a mirror for how much belief you have in your skill set. And so putting those two things together, I mean, I did not expect that when I joined. I thought she's just going to teach me how to save, you know, and I'm going to have a hundred K in the bank. But I just felt like I got so much more of a holistic picture learning about my relationship to money end to end. And it's funny because like I always say the way you spend your money is the way you spend your life. And so it really is a reflection of your values personified. And oftentimes we are spending our money by following rules that we've heard, not necessarily that we believe, right? Like spending money in accordance to the way our parents spent money or they want us to spend our money in the way that society wants us to spend our money. And I remember coaching you actually on one of our office hours on, you know, working for a tech company, you have some stock, some stock grants. And you had said like, shouldn't I use that to buy a house or something? Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? And I remember it came up because we were talking about you quitting your job and, you know, going full-time into coaching and we were trying to figure out, you know, the financial plan of it all. And I was like, well, what about your stocks? And you're like, no, but like, isn't that supposed to be for a house? <laughs> and, and that story is just like the story passed down from society, from our parents, maybe from peers who also have stock grants, who's also, who've also bought homes with it. Um, but asking yourself really like, okay, but what do I want next? Yes. And that is something that was so mind changing. Cause I remember walking away from it. And the words I used was that is not responsible, Gina, to not to use my money, to use my hard earned stock money for, for anything, but a down payment on my house, because every single person I had known had done that. No one had ever spent it on themselves. That wasn't like not attached to a house. I don't know anybody. 
Um, and so I, walking away from that coaching session, I had the affirmation of it is responsible to live in my purpose rather than it is responsible to use my down payment for like a house. And so that was just life-changing to me of what are my, um, what are my goals and my intentions aligned to my money and how, do, how do I want to spend it? Even from like, not only just lofty goals like that, but also thinking about, you know, our, our budget and spending plan that we do for the month and, you know, allocating it towards that. So all the things that I want to buy in that particular month. So, and you know, the irony of it too, is when you clean up your money mindset, it's just, I see it time and time again, it just makes selling easier. It makes making money easier in your business. And so by cleaning up your money mindset about, I should use this money for a house, we probably inadvertently help you make more money so that you don't have to use the stock money and you probably can use it for a house, but it's like letting go of these like shoulds and these restrictions that we impose on ourselves. And I always like to say like, just put every, if you put everything on the table, like if you put the stocks and your savings and your retirement and whatever, all these options on the table and we neutrally look at it instead of having this emotionally charged, like I need to do what my parents said I should do. We often free ourselves from that pressure and it makes making money so much easier. It does. And I think the thing that I walked away, especially with that call was just, I mean, you blew my mind when you said, well, what if you don't have to use the stocks and your business is making you that amount of money? And I thought, what? Is that even possible right now at this stage? I, I, I just didn't believe that. And I just remember the community. The community was so great. I love being, you know, coached in a community because people were cheering me on saying I could do it. And plus there are other entrepreneurs who have done it before me. And so it was just knowing that that life is possible and surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, in that situation or past that situation. And so I think the community also just helped so much with the goals that I had joining. Speaking of like quitting your job as well and using savings and all of that, it's one of the reasons why I created the owner's pay philosophy and like the cash flow waterfall is before I quit my job, I knew I didn't want to use my savings in the interim. I knew that I wanted to just like keep going. So I remember in 2021, I was like, okay, I need to start paying myself from my business now, because if I don't do it now, I'm just going to keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. So I started paying myself like a thousand dollars a month. And then I slowly increased it. And by the time I had like put in my notice that I was going to quit, I was paying myself $4,000 a month. So I had matched my like take-home pay. And, and then by the time I quit, I gave myself another raise up to $7,000 a month. So now post-tax, I was making more money than what I was making in my job. And I never had to touch my savings in the, in the interim, yeah. but like just knowing I had savings there, first of all, was such a game changer, but it's also like, again, like when you clean up your money mindset and you actually look at money neutrally and you just make strategic decisions, oftentimes it will mean that you don't even have to spend your savings. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, I think that's one of the things that's hard to being an entrepreneur. It's like, and I think a lot of people have this mindset too, that you just need, you pay yourself last and you are, I you hate like, it. 
it's like how many like how how many of us actually pay ourselves with I mean I probably will get coached on that but I'm like oh I don't don't pay myself from like my actual coaching earnings it's just like there in a bucket and I have like work on it (laughs) (laughs) as you're speaking I'm like oh I don't do that yet (laughs) it's okay one step at a time one step at a time I'm like baby steps baby steps (laughs) no but it's true like I think also in the coaching industry it's a predominantly female industry and I think a lot of people who are socialized as women, we are taught to put ourselves last in our relationships, in our marriages, in our workplaces, in our relationship with our kids. Like we're always taught to be selfless and how virtuous it is to be selfless and to put yourself last. And I think that the lack of consistent owner's pay is just another way that that can show up. And so I, I'm such a strong proponent of your, your owner's pay is not whatever's left at the end of the month. Your owner's pay is a line. It's like a budget line item. It goes in your operating budget every single month. You're budgeting with that in mind. And if there's still more left over, give yourself a bonus, but a bonus should never be your like baseline salary mm-hmm. ever, ever. Yeah. And see, to the, to your point, as you were speaking, it's like, that's a mindset shift, right? Thinking that you don't have to be the last one thinking that you're actually worthy enough of being a, like a budget line item. Like, Oh my right? gosh. Yes. Because I would think, oh, okay, well, after all of the expenses, then what's ever left over, then I'll pay myself. And this is why I started paying myself before I quit my job, because I knew it's easy to like, as you scale your expenses scale as well, it's easy to always put that conversation off. Like, well, once I hit six figures, then I'll pay myself. And then you hit six figures and you're still not paying yourself. And you're like, okay, once I hit 250 <laughs> or like, and you just keep pushing it off. So that's why I always also recommend start small. Like for me, that was a thousand dollars a month and then give yourself incremental raises as you go. You don't have to start with like a $5,000 owner's pay. You can start where yeah. you're at, even if that's $500 a month or whatever. Um, and then, and then work your way up. But it's like, we pay our softwares every month. Why wouldn't we pay you? Right? Like is Slack more important than you? <laughs> no. And here's the other thing. You are your business's most valuable asset. Mm-hmm. How are you treating yourself that way? Oh, that's such a good that's such, such, such a good lesson. And it's so interesting because you never like joining six figure savers. I never thought that I would touch upon any of this stuff that was like under the money stuff. It's like under the hood. Yeah, it is under the hood. It totally is. And then it's just opening up that whole like Pandora's box of, okay, what are we going to find? What is like truly the mindset and behind the actions of how you're managing your money from like you talked about paying yourself to making offers, saving all of it, everything, everything is just a reflection for what you feel internally. Absolutely. It's like what you do with your money. It's like a little clue as -hmm. to what you think about it, because what we think about our money is like, we act it out in in real life. So all of your money actions are just little clues. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I want to share because by the time we air this episode, you will be a full-time coach. <laughs> How exciting. You just told me in the green room, you just submitted your notice. I did. I did. And it's so interesting. I want to give backstory to our listeners because 
I came to Gina because I knew I wanted to quit my job eventually. I didn't know how to do it. Um, I had all the ideas of, oh, well, it's going to take one to three years because that's what I'm reading on Instagram. <laughs> all, the, all the business coaches are telling me it's going to take one to three years. Five is when I'm going to make a profit. <laughs> um, how do I do this? And I didn't know how to do it. And for me, that was the goal of joining Six Figure Savers is being able to use the 100K savings or whatever savings I made from the program as my quit my job fund. And I finally, and that's the thing too, it was like, oh, well, if I hit this number, then I'll quit. If I hit that number, and then I just made all these different excuses and I just never actually wanted to do it. Um but it felt right. It felt right. So I'm, I'm proud. I was very, very proud of the fact that I could say that in the green room as we were about to record this podcast, because that's what I came to you with. And so it's kind of cool. I'm actually like processing right now that I, I hit that, that goal with you. You hit the goal and you're our, one of our top savers, which is just yeah. insane. Amazing accomplishment. Amazing, <laughs> amazing accomplishment. Okay. What's next for you now that you're a full-time coach? Like, what are your thoughts about that? I think that that's a really interesting transition period. And as we're recording this, you still have some time left in your, in your job and your day job, what's coming up in terms of the transition period and your money. Yeah. So for me, it was so interesting. Cause I mean, I was so focused on what does it mean to not have this corporate job? to get used to the actual biweekly paycheck to, and that, I mean, took me a year to actually take the leap. And so I was in that liminal space for such a long time. And so I hadn't really, and it was, it was the, the fears of, well, I need to match my corporate salary. And then really looking at the, yeah, that is that is such a huge blocker for people. I experienced the same thing, especially in tech where we have like some nice cushy golden handcuffs kind of salaries. Um, it's such a mindset blocker. Why do we put that arbitrary goal? It's just, I mean, for me personally, I was just so used to having that. And then it was almost like, okay, going, being an entrepreneur, I was just going to be like in poverty, but when actually looking at the expenses that you have from your business, do I necessarily need the amount of money that I was making from my corporate job? Exactly. I mean, I always tell clients, don't use your salary as a benchmark for when you can quit. Look at your expenses and ask, what do I need? What do I need? Because your salary may or may not be enough. It may be quote unquote too much. I don't think it's, there's any such thing as too much, but it may be more than you need. So why are you striving for this like high bar and adding pressure? And when you add pressure, it's going to add pressure to your sales. And then you're not going to sell as well. And it's like this whole shit storm. I went through it. So I feel confident talking <laughs> about it. I remember for me when I was like, okay, I don't have to match my salary. And for me, I was um, focused on not just matching my salary, but I have to match my salary plus my 401k contributions, plus my ESPP earnings, which is employee stock purchase plan, plus my stock options. And all of those together was a very high number. Wow. And I just scaled it back and I was like, no, 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 no. I don't need to match all those things right now. 
all I need to focus on is like, I need to just, just earn enough money so that we can keep paying our bills. What is yeah. that number? Not this other number. And I love that you teach that too. It's the break-even number. I was going exactly. through the lessons again. I was going through the lessons and I thought, because, you know, I was making this decision and I had to see, well, how much do I actually need to make a month in order to make this work? Thank God I saved for my, you know, quit your job fund so I can have that and put in my business reserves. But it realistically painted that picture of, oh, I, I actually don't need like my six figure job. I can actually make this a reality. And so it's kind of this aha moment. I'm <laughs> like, oh, this, this can happen for me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know too, for me, like letting go, I paused retirement contributions. I like decided I'm not going to retire. I'm not going to retire. I'm not going to contribute to retirement in the meantime. I'm going to work. I'm going to pause that. I'm not going to contribute to my investments and I'm just going to like make enough money to live for a little while, while I scale my business, knowing and trusting too, that like, there's going to be a day where I contribute again. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't have to be right now. And right now I'm prioritizing my like enjoyment of life. And a big part of that is quitting my job. Oh, right? oh my God. You're making me so excited. Cause I mean, I'll be honest. I was a little bit nervous. Like, so once the high of like telling everybody and I got over the fear of like, just actually jumping out of the plane. And then it started slowly started to seep in of okay, now I I have to, the word, I have to go hustle for my money now. <laughs> and it's funny because you said something earlier, you said you talked, you were focusing on all, like what you were going to lose, like, oh, I'm going to be not be in this job instead of focusing on everything that you're going to gain. Ugh, like, I know. I make way more money than I ever made. In order to make the amount of money that I'm making now in my business, I would have to be a director level inside of, my old company. And I was thinking to myself, like the amount of work that directors do the amount of energy. And like, it's not a nine to five. It's like a seven to six or like crazy hours. Right. The amount of pressure I'm like, Oh, and I'm working 20 to 40 hours a week. You oh. couldn't pay <laughs> me to go back. You could not pay me to go back. <laughs> I love that so much. So, 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 so much because you, I mean, you share your numbers in our program and I think it's such a huge, huge, huge possibility. Like for me hearing that I'm like, wow, if Gina can do it, I can do it. You know, it's like firsthand degree connection. And honestly, I, I, I was telling myself last night, I said, Lisa, there is no cap to your income anymore, which is amazing. It's such a shift because when you're in corporate, the cap is the salary band that you're in, the level that you're in. If you want to get an increase, you have to get a promotion and like, maybe you want to get a promotion, but that, that takes work. Like you've got to work more, <laughs> right? I know. I was like, I was like, I, like I passed up. And by the way, like scaling a business also takes work, but I just, I think it's so different. It's it so different. It is. And I think it totally goes back to our conversation in the beginning of like, like you, th you think it's your calling too. And I think it's my right. calling. Too. And so when you have to work hard on your calling, it's a lot easier and it's a mindset thing, right? Like some people feel that like working in corporate is their calling. And so working hard in that setting is easy. But for me, that wasn't the case. Not that I didn't like my job either. I wasn't like, Oh, I hate this job. It just wasn't the calling. 
Yeah. It wasn't the thing. And I think, and it was funny because I was telling one of my girlfriends the other day, I said, but even though I do this, like there are things in my business that I don't like, but I still do it, but I have fun with it and I'm tired, but it's a good tired because I did it for me and I did it for something that I believe in wholeheartedly, which is something that I've never had before. And so I'm willing to put the hours, I'm willing to put the grit, I'm willing to do those things and expand. And it's just been a really fun journey to kind of look at everything holistically and say, wow, this baby is mine and I did it. Oh my gosh. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, I had a very, very full calendar because I had done, um, one-on-one calls as a launch bonus for six figure saver. So I had like a full 40 hour work week for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I know. And I was so exhausted afterwards, not because it was like grueling hours, but because I was just thinking so hard. Like I'm like busy thinking, right? Like coaching tons and tons of different people working on my launch, working on this challenge. And it's like, it's, to that point, it's like a good tired where you're like, wow, I really put in so much energy. And even though that energy was only about 40 hours of time, it feels like I'm working harder than I ever worked in any job. Right. Because I'm so like committed to it. Totally. And I think it really shows too, and just all the different challenges that we have throughout the whole program how you think about it. You're, you, I mean, you created new, you're creating new lessons all the time for us in the modules. And so that just really shows, you know, from the calls and how you weave it in. And it's, it's just, it's so much fun. It's my baby. I love six figure saver. Okay. So we were talking about, you know, like the transition to full time. And by the time we air this, it will be done. Well, you'll be in it. Um, but right now you're just like looking down the barrel, starting the process. What is coming up for you in terms of transitioning to full-time entrepreneurship? Oh, the book. I mean, hearing you say it'll be variable income, right? But mm. then also I have the savings for that if I need to, but then the belief of knowing that I can make money from my coaching because that was the biggest belief that prevented me from actually taking the leap and wanting those biweekly paychecks. And so even though I did give notice, like, by the way, you can set up biweekly paychecks. <laughs> I know, right? It's funny. Yeah, but it's it is funny. The attachment to it, the in, like the institute, ugh, the whole thing, the whole thing. Wait, because I could, I could essentially do that. But there, there's just something about having to be even more responsible to go out and forage in the forest and get my berries and hunt for it. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what I'm imagining, but it's like, it can also be fun and exciting. It doesn't have to be this war, this like starvation mode now and like scarcity mindset of oh my God, I need to hoard everything and not go out and not celebrate until I make X amount of money in my business. Do you think your body's like, are you like bracing for it? Yes, girl. I'm like even holding myself when people see me on video, I'm like. (laughs) It's funny, like the, um, even with the quit your job fund, I find, and I've talked a lot about this on the podcast, but also inside Six Figure Saver, savings are saved to be spent. 
Mm-hmm. Period. End of sentence. And so it's funny because like when people go into like that transition and quitting their job, even with the quit their job fund, I have had clients who are like, but I can't spend it. And I'm like, no, it's called your quit your job, fund. maybe we need to rename it. <laughs> now that you've quit your job, maybe it needs to be like my seed funding because I, I notice like with people who, who start bracing themselves and they're like, it's starvation mode. I gotta, I gotta secure my nuts for winter. They don't want to spend their nuts. And I'm like, no, that's what it's there for. No, and it's true. It's true. I mean, that's what I'm thinking too. Well, I just don't want to spend that money, even though it is for the thing that it's supposed to be for. But I love that switch of like, no, it's just your seed funding now. And I love that. I love that. It's an investment in myself. I'm I'm self-funded. You know, like that's you decided that ahead of time. So now you just Mm got to stick to it. (laughs) I know. I can totally feel it in my stomach. I'm just okay, now that I give the notice, what, what's going to happen? And so all these like money scenarios are going in my head. Um, and then there's like that, that belief again, right? Knowing that you can't actually make the money through what you really wanted to do. And also knowing too, not to like burst your bubble or anyone else's bubble, but that the money will be variable. There's going to be months where you sign a ton of clients and you're going to go through client droughts. Mm-hmm. that's normal. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that your business is messed up. It doesn't mean your marketing's wrong. It doesn't mean your messaging is wrong. It's just like, that's going to happen. That's what business is. And if you go into it with the mindset that that's normal, instead of like ringing the alarm bells, notice how you behave in those periods when you're calm versus when you're panicked. Mm. So I'll be doing those money mindset challenge worksheets. <laughs> oh yeah. This is why money mindset work is never done too, because this happens at every level. Like I have seven figure earners who have the same mindset challenge as four and five figure earners. It's just a new level. And the funny thing that happens too, as you scale is your expenses increase. And there is like, there's something about like the 250, 300K mark where your expenses increase and especially with team and payroll mm-hmm. and you've increased your expenses, but you haven't increased your income yet. Like the increased expenses is an investment in future revenues. And it's like this in-between moment. And so many people freak out in that moment. And it's the same thing. It's the same <laughs> mindset blocker. It's just in a new variation. So we're always working at this at every level. And so I think too, knowing that like you don't have to shame yourself for having to relearn these lessons because everybody does Mm -hmm. and shaming yourself for like, I thought I was past this isn't helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get money mindset coaching all the time. Well, and so that's why I joined Six Figure Savers because I didn't know what I was walking into for me personally. I didn't know too many entrepreneurs. And so it was so valuable because I think sometimes people think they can't join the program because they're not making any money. So what are they going to manage? Right. Manage your mind. That's what you're going to (laughs) manage. Manage your mind when you're making that level. And so you just learn so much of what, like, you know, what's going to happen for me. I'm not at that stage of like, you know, six figures get, but like knowing that that will come up for me 
And so it's just nice to have those resources and tools and education on what to do. And it's, it's fun because like, I always get the question when I'm launching, um, is six figure saver for me if I make insert amount of money here? And I get that question at every level is six figure saver for me. If I'm already making seven figures is six figure saver for me. If I'm a side hustler and I've only made a couple thousand dollars is six figure saver for me. If I'm making two fifty K like everybody asks the same question and the answer is always yes. And that's why we such have such a diverse community inside the program is like, we do have people at all different income levels, but everyone is working on the same things just at different levels. Mm-hmm. But the strategy that we teach applies for everyone. The bank balance buffer strategy, the cash flow waterfall strategy, all of like the savings strategies applies regardless of your level. And the mindset work applies regardless of your level. It's just the same stuff with different packaging. (laughs) And that's why I love listening in on the coaching sessions, because even if I don't have a question that week to be submitted, I always get nuggets from every single person you coach, because I can relate to it regardless of whether we are talking about numbers, what's happening. Like, oh yeah, I feel you. (laughs) Absolutely. That's why I love the community too. It's like, you don't have to get coached every week. You don't have to get coached ever. You could just lurk and get so much out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. There, there've been a couple of months where I haven't like hopped into the calls and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll listen to the replay. <laughs> well, and that's another thing too. It's like with a 12 month program, my assumption as the coach is that people are going to drop in and out and like over a 12 month period, life events are going to come up. Vacations are going to come up. You're just going to have low energy months where you don't want to participate. And then you'll come back and like, you don't have to be in order to succeed in this program. You don't have to be there every week. You Mm -hmm. don't have to like be constantly in it. In fact, most people aren't. You're a good example of this. Like you have definitely had high engagement periods and low engagement periods, and you're still the fourth highest saver in the program. So <laughs> so <laughs> amazing. Okay, well, I have two final questions. One is what advice would you give for someone who is just joining or about to join the program and how they can get the most out of it? Ooh, I would say don't wait. Honestly, you're going to learn so many different tools have so many different resources, have a community of people that are also in the same boat. Like we just talked about whatever level they are in their business. And also the financial management of your mindset. Like don't wait, don't wait. Honestly, it's just helped tremendously being able to look at the mindset behind the money stuff that I was thinking about. And and it's, you'll just learn so much. Amazing. Okay. Final question. Who, like, what kind of entrepreneur would you like to see join Six Figure Saver? As someone who's part of the community, who do you want to invite into the community? Oh, I would love to invite people who are doing it really well, right? I mean, in my mind, success is like, oh, six figures. Like, I mean, that's a whole other number too. Um, But I would also really love to invite people who are thinking about, like my situation, people who want to make that leap, but are nervous, but can't, but don't think that they can make six figures or, you know, save six figures. Um, 
because you absolutely can. You, you don't even need to be making money in your business to join. In fact, I didn't even launch my business when I joined. Like, <laughs> I didn't even make any money until maybe like five months after. So it's just, there will always be reasons to not join. But I think if you have that belief in yourself, and you want to do it and you want to go after your passion, why not? And invest in yourself. And so I'd love to see more of the entrepreneurs um, who have that experience in our in our community. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Lisa. How can people find you and get in contact? Sure, sure. Um, so I do one-on-one coaching, group coaching, all that stuff. And they can find me on my website. So it's just lisamaycoaching.com. They can find me on Instagram, Lisa May Coaching, and then also on TikTok, Lisa May Coaching. Amazing. Just Lisa May Coaching. We'll also link it in the show notes so everyone can click for easier access. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you.